So when uh, Becky called me yesterday and asked me to come and uh, preach at King Avenue, she said, do you think you could do that? And I happened to have a free Sunday, and I said, oh, I'd love to come home and preach. That was my first reaction. And then I thought for just a minute about what she had just said, and I said, wait, did you say tomorrow? And so we came to an agreement that said, I'm not going to try to preach her sermon on spiritual gifts. She is the expert on it. She is the the expert on strength finders. She knows what she wants to say to you. We're going to wait until she can come back and give that sermon. And I was able to pick up a a scripture that I had already been working on, that I'd already been thinking about. Um, If you've been reading my Facebook devotions, you will have read something about it last week. And so I had already been thinking about it for a week. So I'm going to read you one more piece of scripture, very short. Isaiah 62, 2. The nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of God will give you. Now, names are important. They were really important in biblical times. They were really important in the Bible. Um, A father would name a child. There'd be a big ceremony to name a child that was a, a few weeks old or a few days old. And the father, when the father named the child, that was the father's act of saying, yes, this is my child. I claim it. This child belongs part of my family and has a right to a piece of the inheritance. It was a way of saying, you belong You are part of us. We still honor that tradition during a baptism. When a child comes to be baptized, we say, what name do you give to this child? And, And we say their name. So we still honor that. The other thing in the Bible is that names have meanings, and the meanings often represent the identity of the person being named. Now, we often can't see that because we don't know the meaning of these Hebrew names or Greek names, and so we miss it sometimes. Nowhere is this more evident than in the book of Ruth. There is so much humor and irony in the book of Ruth, and we miss all of it because we can't recognize these Hebrew names. So the book of Ruth starts out about a woman named Naomi, and the word Naomi means sweetness. And she has a husband and two sons, and the sons are named Chilion and Malon, and those names mean sickness and weakness. Can you see where the story's going for these two poor young men? I mean, you could tell right off the story's not going to end well for them. (laughs) They live in a town called Bethlehem. We just got done celebrating Bethlehem right through the Christmas season. They live in Bethlehem. And Bethlehem, I bet you didn't know this, means house of bread. House of bread. And so ironically... Um, Naomi and her husband and their two sons are going to leave Bethlehem, the house of bread, because there's a famine and there is no bread in Bethlehem. And so they leave and they they go off and they live in a foreign land among foreign people. The, the, The sons take foreign wives and then the husband and both sons die. 
And Naomi renames herself Mara, which means bitterness. And Ruth, her daughter-in-law, which means friendship, befriends Mara, Naomi, until Naomi can claim her real name of sweetness again. Names were meaningful, and they represented who people were. Even into the New Testament, Jesus means God saves. An appropriate name for our Savior, right? God saves. Peter means the rock. And in the New Testament, Jesus says to Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. Names were meaningful. You know, names can still be meaningful to us today. Do you know the history of your name? Do you know why your parents named you what you did, what they did? Do you know the history of your surname? Because our surnames still represent uh, which clan we belong to, which family we belong to, and then our first names uh, have some family story that goes with it. The story that goes with my name, at least according to my mother, was that Linda Ann was a um, compromise between what my mother wanted to name me, which was Tenna Ann, and my father saying, wait a minute, if you name this poor child Tenna Ann, she's going to be called Antenna for the rest of her life. (laughs) And so luckily, Dad won. And I became Linda Ann. But um, anyone that's older than 50, now if you're under 50, you probably think Linda sounds really old-fashioned and, and a name you don't hear very much. But if you're over 50, I have to tell you, in my classroom in school, every other girl was named Linda, Susan, or Debbie. And so Linda was a very common, very normal name. It made me feel sort of common and dull. And I have to tell you, that, that sunk into me over the years. That, you know, Linda was somebody that was dull and common. And then I had an opportunity to go to Cuba a few years ago for a mission um, uh, uh, project. And in Spanish, Linda means beautiful. And so when people would ask me my name and I would say Linda, they would all get this huge smile on their face and they would repeat my name like they thought it really did mean beautiful. And I felt beautiful. Names are important. My daughter and her family are here. The family seems to have disappeared. There's two three-year-old twins, and and they have taken off somewhere. But my daughter Leah is here. And I remember the the, uh, time she first heard the biblical story of Leah and Rachel. If you don't know that story, you should should look it up. And uh, she came home, and she was appalled. She was so mad at me. She said, Mom, you named me after the ugly sister. And I said, No, Leah. I named you after the faithful sister. I named you after the woman who became the ancestor of King David and eventually of Jesus. Names have meanings. They mean something. So I encourage you to find out, if your parents are still alive, why they gave you that name and to look up online what your name means. Then there are the other names that we end up with. This 
biblical passage was written to the Israelites who were living in exile. And their names, they had claimed the names of losers, defeated, lost, forgotten. Nebuchadnezzar, if any of you remember your world history, Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon came in and completely wrecked the country of Israel, the city of Jerusalem, took their big, their brightest folks into exile, into strange lands, into strange customs where they spoke strange languages, and they felt that God had deserted them. And they claimed the names of deserted, defeated, lost forgotten and God comes along and says no that's not true that despite all the things that have happened you're, I am giving you a new name and you are to put those names behind you because they don't stand for who you are who you are are the names that I give you chosen claimed beloved you imagine how that sounded to a people who had claimed the names of forgotten and defeated and lost? All of a sudden they were begin names that said, I am claimed, I am chosen, I am someone, I am loved and not forgotten. The same thing happens to us today, doesn't it? One of the greatest compliments I ever received on my preaching was from a fifth grade girl and it was a long time ago, and I was giving a sermon similar to this where I said, you know, I don't know who ever made up the phrase, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Because they lied to us, didn't they? Words hurt. Words hurt. And those words can stick and they can become names and they become part of identity when we hear them over and over again. And this fifth grade girl said, I am so grateful that you reminded me that I am not those names. They start early, and we hear them often, and they end up sticking, and we end up believing them. And just like we couldn't, we had no input into what our parents named us, we often have no input into these names that the world gives us. You know these names, all the names that say somehow you're not enough, not young enough, not old enough, not attractive enough, not feminine enough, not masculine enough, not smart enough, not successful enough, not rich enough, and on and on and on. The world is pretty free in handing out those names, and we have no say in what they hand out. What we do have a say in, though, is what we let stick to us. What we listen to, what we believe, what we accept as part of our identity. Do we accept those not enough names that the world gives us? Or do we accept the names that God gives us? Chosen, claimed, beautiful, beloved. I don't know how many of you remember the movie The Help or the book The Help. It's been out for a really long time now. So, um, but it was about a 
a woman named Abilene, a black woman that lived in the 1950s in the American South, and she was a maid slash cook slash nanny for a white family. And as she was caring for these two children, the, the family had a, um, an infant son and a toddler little girl, a little girl that was maybe four or five. And for whatever reason, they never really tell you what happened, whether the mother's suffering from some postpartum depression or what has happened, but the mother has just embraced the son, and he is the beginning and end of her world, and she has no use for this little girl anymore, and she calls her slow and stupid and sort of just pushes her out of the way. And Abilene, a woman who understands what it means to be given names that you don't want to claim, says every day to that little girl, you is smart, you is kind, you is important. And when the mother finally fires Abilene, and Abilene's on the way out the door for the very last time with his family, she stops and she looks directly into that little girl's eyes. And she, as if she wants to give her one last piece of armor against the, the words that the world would throw at her. And she says, remember, you is smart. You is kind. You is important. Folks, we get to decide which names we take into our identity. Do we accept the names that the world will throw at us because it will come? Or do we build our identity based on who God claims us to be and who God calls us to be? Do we live into the names of claimed and chosen and beautiful and beloved. May it be so for you this day. Amen.